Everybody. Welcome to this program, this January 22nd, 2023, 12 o'clock p.m. Western Hemisphere, North American continent, off the California coast broadcast of the Kundalini Awakening Systems One podcast. So there you have it, everybody. Uh, and I'm just going to ask if this is coming through clearly, is the sound coming through and I'm getting thumbs up from the enlightened audience membership here spanning the globe from the great country of Georgia sort of around the Black Sea <laughs> to the distant far reaches of Ohio spanning the state of the Vermilion Coast of the Vermilion River with the Vermilion colors with the vermilion chakra lighting up all the way to Hungary, Hungary and the uh, distant frontiers of Indiana. <laughs> Good to see you all here. Okay, I see Elizabeth's in the car, so she's going to be driving soon. Is that true? Yeah? No. Good. Okay. I'd like to welcome Magali from Eastern France. And trusty, I think, from where? Where are you from, trusty? I'm from Iceland, Master. From Iceland, mm -hmm. the land of the volcanoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And to Julia, Julia's uh, Julia's way out there in the land of Transylvania. Yes, Julia's in Transylvania right now and uh taking stock of the land there okay everybody it's good to see you i have a, a, at least one thing to talk about right now uh, with you today regarding kundalini and uh john this is part of the discussion that you and i have had uh on the group on facebook with regards to uh having the feeling like you're wasting your time having a feeling like you've lost like like your whole life has been wasted because you've been struggling with this with the kundalini uh, transformation for so long and uh everybody's got to know that you have been doing double time those of you that have the kundalini all of you uh have been doing double time you've been you've been working twice as hard literally twice and sometimes three or four times as hard as other people have to work at being happy, at being human, at being uh, uh, well-balanced within society. You are having to work at least twice as hard. And that's twice as hard at everything, raising your kids, having a balanced uh, uh, emotional composure around other people, uh, being triggered, all of these things, you have had to work twice as hard. And you've had to work twice as hard because Kundalini is in you and it is supervising the process, and yet you still have to live within normal society. And normal society basically translates to egotistical society. 
you have to live around people that are being triggered constantly by their egotism. You know, you have to live upstairs from your parents. You know, you have to, you have to, to live uh, uh, by virtue of, of your boss at work. You know, what time do you get up? What time do you go to bed? You know, you have to live by virtue of what the city council does, you know, with regards to your projects. You know, all of these things, you have to live by the whims of other people. And by whim, I mean by the egotistical, knee-jerk uh, reactions to their lives that these other people go through. You have to go through that as well, in addition to having the divine burden of divine transformation. A divine burden. Think about that. Think about the divine burden that all of you are going through. It's incredible. It's incredible. You are in the process of becoming uh, kind of like Herculean. Okay, Hercules. You know, he had this great. Uh, he had this great, cynic skill of strength. You know, he could basically. He had. You know, he had strength. He could do pretty much what he wanted to do with with regards to strength. But you have a similar quality. You have kundalini. You are coming into divine manifestation. Divine manifestation meaning that your blood is, has become sang royal. If, if you speak French, this, this is the Eastern version of French. The, you know, where you say, uh, mer normally in French, you just say merci. 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 Voilà. Sang royal. Oui? Okay. But in Eastern France, you go, Merci à. Voilà le temps. <laughs> Am I right, Magali? <laughs> so, Merci à to all of you for housing the Saint Royale, the divine blood. You have the divine blood. Oh, and yet at the exact same time, that you're having manifestations from divine uh, blood, the Sankhoyal, you also have to live that life. You also have to live the split identity of being triggered by your own egotism as it is triggered uh, by the people around you and the events that are happening around you and the issues and the concerns and the, the disciplines that are happening around you or not happening around you with regards to discipline. In other words, you're like this, this exalted parent living amongst children who have absolutely no idea who they are. Now, those of you that already have kids or you've had kids in your life, you understand the amount of chaos that living with children can produce. Okay, uh, and, and I'm not talking about just little kids, you know, people like under the, the age of 21. I'm talking about 40-year-old children who have absolutely no idea who they are or what they're doing, but they can still manage to make money, and, and you manage that money, you know, if you're in that relationship with them. Uh, you can pay the rent, pay the bills, pay what you need to pay in order to survive on this world, but egotistically and emotionally, they're just little kids. In six foot seven bodies, you know, on the outside. Okay. 
These are the people you're dealing with. Male or female, doesn't matter. It's the same deal. Those people without Kundalini have no idea of what they're doing and, and what they're putting out there on an emotional level. No idea. Okay? So it's like you're surrounded with children all the time. You're surrounded with children all the time and you're trying to have the Kundalini and have the Kundalini do what it wants to do with you and yet at the same time your buttons are being pushed by the little kids of society around you and, and little kids by by that I'm saying all of society because anybody who's sleeping doesn't doesn't have a clue about what they're doing okay I don't know if you've ever seen people have sleepwalking issues but basically, their arms hang limp, their head is down, if they have long hair, it's down, and basically, they're just kind of shuffling from wherever their their uh, entity or dream is taking them. This is society. <laughs> just a bunch of shuffling people around, you know, and you've got to learn how to do the shuffle with them, and yet not become the effect of the shuffle. So the scenario is, is really, you are having to do, uh, partake of a workload that you were never prepared to partake of. Egotistically, you weren't prepared. And you weren't supposed to be prepared to partake of this extended, extreme workload. Okay. That's part of the transformation, is learning how to have the Kundalini live in egotistical society, live with your own egotism, and still participate within the transformation that the, div the divine blood is bringing you. So it's a triple threat. It's those three items. Okay, you, 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 you have to live as a human. You have to live as a human within divine transformation. And you have to live with the other humans that are not having the divine transformation around you. These are the things that you have to learn to, to live with, to work with, to be with, to, to find balance with. Okay. And one of these ways that you find balance with these, these, um, with these, these three issues is through forgiveness. You've got to have strong levels of forgiveness. If you have strong levels of forgiveness, there's nothing that can hurt you. Because your forgiveness is so strong that there's nothing, you know, once whatever happens, whatever occurs, somebody cuts you off in traffic or somebody uh, closes the elevator door right before you get there or, you know, somebody, you know, you got a neighbor who's like, bothering you, making too much noise, whatever it may be. Uh, if your forgiveness is strong enough, that forgiveness is done instantaneously. Instantaneously. You know, for those of you that have children, when the, when the child is two years old and, you know, the child is licking the doorknob or, you know, or, um, you know, licking the mousetrap, whatever it may be, you, you know, a mistake is being made. And you pull them away from that mistake, but you don't necessarily punish them for that because you know it's just their innocence of cause and effect that that is allowing them to do what they're doing. It's an innocence. 
And you need to begin to see the innocence in other people. It's harder. It's harder with the general population simply because they don't seem so innocent. They don't seem so innocent. You know, they, you judge them by how you are from an unawakened egotistical standpoint. And, you know, if, if, you, if you're a, a hardworking person, you're, you're driving to work every day, you've got your schedule, you're keeping your schedule, you're doing your work, you're being fair and, 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 and uh, balanced with how you treat other people then you kind of expect to have that happen back to you. Right? Right, Magali? Right. Krista, right? Right, Jolanta? Right, right. But, you know, in your experience with, with the sleeping population, you're not going to get that reward. <laughs> You know, you're not going to get that reward if people are going to, like, be as responsible in the way they live their life and, and the way they relate to other people as you are. And so, of course, this is where forgiveness comes in once again. Once again, forgiveness swoops in to save the day. Okay. So this is how you, this is one way. I'm just giving you one way because of limited time. I'm giving you one way to deal with it. The, the, another way is, is, is a form of forgiveness called compassion. If you're compassionate towards others, like Dr. Anthony here, he's a very compassionate individual. You know, uh, he sees the innocence of, of the dogs. He sees the innocence of, of people who have been harmed in, in, in war. He sees the innocence and the injury uh, of these of these. Uh, of these uh, of these souls and the and, and 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 the lives of pain that they're living in and he wants to alleviate that and that is through defined actions of 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 uh, expanded compassion expanded by his kundalini by his grace so grace-based compassion and it's like all of you like all of you who do these things these kindnesses uh, even in Transylvania you know these <laughs> these kindnesses I only said that because Julia just came online here and uh, you know these types of, of compassionate balances uh, are very 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 helpful to the person who has the compassion in addition to the person who's receiving the compassion now there's a difference between somebody who is actually injured like you know a war uh you know injured by war you know having grenades go off around them losing a limb or or having some sort of ptsd and somebody who is using injury or illness as a way of manipulation and so you have to you have to begin to discern that and the grace within you will determine how you are to respond to that even within a forgiving and compassionate uh scenario so these are some of the, the trickier ways of testing that grace will give to you. But it's the same level of testing that you'll get without having kundalini in the egotistical society. Someone will be trying to trick you. Someone will be trying to manipulate you. Somebody will be trying to steal from you. 
Uh, and if it's not stealing your money or your property, then it's stealing your happiness through their own narcissistic tendencies of wanting to suck the joy out of you through their attitudes and their actions. Once you recognize this, once you understand this, once you're able to stand tall within your kundalini awakening and your activation, once you're able to stand tall within that structure, it's fairly easy to see uh, the manipulative uh, attempts by the sleeping population, the, you know, the, the population of two-year-olds that we all live around, uh, trying to, to create a, a manipulation of your happiness, of your steadiness, of your groundedness, of your neutrality. Okay. And you can take measures to, to not let that affect you. It's just basically, it's a, a very, very sh quick shift of the mind. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Uh, Gary is trying to manipulate me right now. I saw, <laughs> silly me. I saw that. Okay. Now I can boom. I make that, that correction, and, and, and just to be clear, Gary is not trying to manipulate anybody. I'm just using him as an example. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. So, <laughs> so that's how you, you, you handle Once you understand what's happening, you can make the correction. Now, this, this, this dovetails very nicely with how we feel we are spending our life on this world how we feel we are wasting our time with kundalini because we're not getting the egotistical results that we feel we should be getting and that in and of itself is part of the test that in and of itself is part of the test okay how many how many how many times have you caught a person trying to manipulate you and how many times within catching that person trying to manipulate you have you have you taken a gentler a more understanding route simply through the knowledge of that manipulation. And with, with children, it happens all the time. You know, it's like, oh, I see. Junior's trying to manipulate mommy here. So, okay, we'll just, we'll just make that correction, let that go. And, you know, that's just part of them growing up. Well, it's the same thing with the six foot seven, 250 pound two year old. Okay, it's just bigger bodies, same mentality. They're trying to manipulate you. And so through forgiveness and compassion uh, for them trying to get an edge on you or an edge on other people or an edge on their life, whether it be through fiscal security or uh, property or what, what have you, uh, they're trying to manipulate you. And through that attempt to manipulate you, uh, you've caught them. You've caught them. And so... You know, you can make that shift. You can make that shift. And as you make that shift, you are also making a shift within yourself and within your path of kundalini grace and kundalini transformation. You're making a shift towards a divine, a divine uh, appreciation of the situation. And this is very, very, very important. So you can put this on your little kundalini calendar that you've got hanging up in the kitchen. It's just like, yeah, gold star for divine composure during attempted manipulation event. <laughs> you can abbreviate that if you want. <laughs> you know, you and, and you go through, you go through with all of your relationships. You know, and you're not, I'm not saying, oh, okay, Tamer, let's look at all the problems we've been having in my relationship with people. You know, you're like, okay, there's John, there's Jenny, there's Steve, there's 
Mohammed, there's Khalid, there's all of these people here, you know, and uh, what are their attempts to manipulate? What are those attempts to manipulate? You don't need to do that. You can just, you can just take it as they come, if they even come. Okay, not everybody's out there trying to manipulate you. What I am saying is that for those, for those people who are potentially trying to do that with you, you can immediately insert a form of compassionate forgiveness into that equation, which gives you the energy of grace and dispenses the energy of grace to the individual without uh, allowing your egotism to become triggered without falling into the trap of allowing your egotism to become triggered. Does that make sense to you, Jolanta? Really? <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Elizabeth, is that making sense to you as you drive along the road? Okay, very good, very good. All right. So, you know, these are very, very important concepts to, to consider as you, as you go through the uh as you go through the the idea of oh my gosh i'm wasting my life with this kundalini stuff because everything that you do every action that you take every thought that you have every emotion that you express is part of your kundalini continuum and so there's no getting away from it there's no time that you're oh I'm on my my 15 minute union break from Kundalini right now. No, no, you don't get a 15 minute union break if you have unions. <laughs> you don't get that. She'll give you rest periods. She will give you rest periods, but but really not. I mean, it's like uh, in a, in a grouping of of words or in a grouping of threads that make up a weave or a cloth. If one thread is saying, oh, I need a break, does that really give that thread a break? Is it still not holding up the other threads that are all around it? Of course it is. Of course it is. So I'm saying of course it is for the, for the men who've never picked up a needle and thread in their life. So yes, yes, the thread. <laughs> one thread holds up the other threads. You know, and, and you don't get a break from it. And so you acclimate it. So you never get a rest uh, from Kundalini. John, you'll never get a rest from it, ever. What you will get are periods of acclimation. You know, a lot of people come up to me, oh, Master Grizzle, what, what happened? I had the Kundalini for years and years and years, and it's just... It went away. What did I do to piss off Shakti? You didn't do anything. <laughs> you didn't do anything. She's just giving you as much as she wants to give you, and she's giving you time to process that gift. We get so wrapped up in our phenomena. Oh my gosh, I'm having the cribs, and I'm having breathing patterns, and I'm having ocular positioning, I'm having lingual positioning, I'm having uh, ecstasy three or four times a day, I'm ejaculating without 
being able to control it, and it's kind of messy, you know, and I've got all these things happening, and, and, and you know, uh, you know, and day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, that's happening to the person. All of a sudden, it stops, and your, your egotism has been so taken over by the phenomena that you're basing the caliber and the power of your kundalini upon that phenomena. It's it's an easy thing to do. Just it's an easy thing to <coughs> to do, and you just want to you know you want to be aware of it. You want to be aware. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a little more fixated on this phenomena uh, than I than I normally would like to be. And Tamer is asking a question in the chat room. He says, "What can I do of anger merged with fear inside of me, which triggers anger towards people in some situations?" Did I did I read that right? <laughs> yes, yes, right. Okay, all right. Perfect. Well, Tamer, when you when you merge anger, well, anger is, is really a form of fear. If you if you if you if we're going to tear things apart, you know, anger can be a form of fear: fear of loss, uh, fear of loss of control, loss of safety. You know, there anger and fear go hand in hand, and and what you want to do is, is whatever the source of that anger is forgive it and as soon as you forgive it the fear will immediately go away it won't be it'll often it will be replaced by caution okay so if you're walking along the street and a guy with a big big german shepherd comes up and you can tell it's kind of like a, it's a wild german shepherd it's you know you know, it's going to attack me if I get too close. So, so you got caution there. Okay. You understand the guy has his dog. You understand that the dog is dangerous. You understand that the, the, you know, the guy doesn't seem to be really caring too much about how people respond to a dangerous dog, which can be a little anger invoking. And so what you do is you just go around those, that dog and that guy walking. You, you just, cross the street <laughs> it's it takes very little effort to avoid having an angry interaction towards other people and if you if it's not a guy and his dog and you're not dealing with like uh, possible physical injury then you basically try to come at it through a level of compassionate forgiveness um, okay Compassionate forgiveness is, is where you want to go with it. Uh, you understand compassion, Tamer? Yes, yes, I understand. You understand forgiveness, right? Uh, yes, but uh, it's difficult, yes. It's difficult to, to forgive for me. Well, that's just an area you have to work on, my friend. You have to practice it more. Gary, I'm going to borrow you again, Gary. Gary, look at Tamer and say, Tamer, I think you're ugly. Go ahead. Tamer, I think you're ugly. <laughs> so, Tamer, you got to look at Gary and you got to know, oh, my God. Chrisim told him to do that. It's not his fault. I totally forgive him, right? 
that's a forgiveness. <laughs> okay. So and just... I forgive you also. <laughs> <laughs> so you just expand on that forgiveness for other people. <clears throat> you just, just, you know, you expand on that. You, you you make that a greater part of your life, okay? That a greater part of your life expression, and it, you start it out small. It's like Doctor Anthony. You know, he'll go outside. The dogs will be barking because he doesn't leave, bring the dogs inside, which is really not right. But okay, I just forgive him for that. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, he goes outside in the freezing cold Texas weather and the, the dogs are struggling to, to stay alive within that freezing cold Texas weather. <laughs> and he brings them their food. And one of the dogs, as he walks in to, to, the, to, the, to the place where he has them, and he jumps up on, on Dr. Anthony because he's so anxious to have the food. And, 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 and Dr. Anthony says, no. Bosco. Bosco is a, a gen generic name for dogs we have here in the States. No, Bosco. You know, and he pushes him down. But he forgives him at the same time. So it can start small. Start small. And so the, during the rest of his day when, pe uh, when other people are coming around him and like figuratively speaking, putting their paws on him and pushing him to get his attention, well, he expands that level of forgiveness into, into towards those people. It's the same deal. It's, forgiveness goes across the board for all interactions that require uh, balance between sentient individuals. And, and, and my, my, uh, my definition of sentience is much more expanded than other people's. Trees are sentient, cactus are sentient, dogs, cats, squirrels, uh, mice, rats, insects, they're all sentient. And so you can forgive. You can forgive whatever interaction you have with them. For instance, I know that Magali has this tremendous love for spiders. She has this tremendous adoration of spiders. Uh, you can see in the in the corner of her picture there, you see this giant butterfly. Well, well, in the other side of the room, there's this giant spider waiting to catch the butterfly. You see, so it's just tremendous. <laughs> she loves spiders so much that sometimes she'll call me up asking me what I should do with that giant spider in the bathtub. <laughs> Is that right, Magali? Yes. <laughs> And she always has a compassionate solution. You know, she'll always, you know, get a, you know, get a big tractor that comes in there. It's a special spider removal tractor that that comes in and, and using hydraulic and lifting the spider up and taking it outside without damaging the spider. So she's, she's gotten pretty good at that. And she just wants to make sure everybody's happy. Everybody, she can take her bath. She can take her bath or her shower. So, so all, all life forms have a level of sentience, even the worms in the, in the earth. And so, you, you know, that's, but that's just my awareness of sentience. You may have a completely different one. But the scenario is, is that you can, you can pass 
on to all sentient creatures your forgiveness and your compassion. And once again, once again, this is a gold star that goes on the date that you did this compassionate forgiveness on the calendar, your Kundalini calendar that you have hanging up in the kitchen. Now, I recommend all of you have a Kundalini calendar. Okay, so it's a calendar that's just set aside for Kundalini, for Kundalini events. You know, yes, I forgave the city council for not okaying my my project. Yes, I forgave my wife for for uh, being mean to me accidentally. Yes, I forgive Master Christian for being an asshole every now and again. Okay, I mean you—you you can do that. You can do that, and and it's important that you keep track of it if you're going to judge how fast or how slow uh, things are happening within your Kundalini activation or awakening. Okay, if you're going to do that judging, if you're going to say, oh. Damn, I'm just wasting my time here. I'm just wasting my life. I, I resisted this and I resisted that. And it took me years and years and years to get beyond this resistance. And I just wasted my time completely. I feel so bad about everything that's occurring. Uh, I just wish it had never taken place. I need to kill myself now. You have to extend that compassionate forgiveness on yourself because you didn't know. You, first of all, most of you didn't even know you had Kundalini. That's most of you. How many, how many people, I'm using Dr. Anthony again, how many people get to have claw marks uh, stretch up and down their body for years and years? I mean, we're talking claw marks that are drawing blood okay and that you can see the claw marks how many people would equate that to kundalini <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't fit any of the classical symptoms at all okay and yet that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is and as this was happening in the 11th century the 10th and the 11th century uh this is where you get some of the depictions of entities during those time periods because people were getting clawed. They were getting clawed at night. They were getting clawed as they would wake up. And, uh, you know, very similar to Dr. Anthony's claw, you know, claw marks. And uh, uh, Hildegard von Bingham, St. Hildegard von Bingham, she would get clawed. Okay. But she also had, because of her, uh, her practice, her prayers. She also knew uh, that this was this was uh, this is a, a, a demonic thing. She knew the de the demons couldn't have uh, control over her because of her faith, but she also knew that they could leave a mark. <laughs> they could leave a mark, you know. And so you see these depictions uh, from the from that time period of these entities that had like a, a bird face and yet terrible terrible claws. Uh, that would be clawing on a person. Okay, so Doctor Anthony needs to discern if the claws, you know, if it was like a chicken claw or a or a a panther claw or a bear claw, things of that nature. If he really wants to get into it, you know, that's that's what you'd want to look for. 
But it doesn't really matter because they're all demonic claw marks. And these demons are being used by Kundalini to incite fear and wonder. And from fear and wonder to come into levels of balance through knowledge and through right action. So all of you are knights of the round table because you're doing these right actions. Uh, some of you are doing right actions because the Kundalini is forcing you to do it. Others of you are doing right actions because you know it's the right thing to do. It's the right way to go. And so I'm going to ask you to extend the, that action of rightness to yourself. Look in the mirror and go, okay, all right. It's been a long, hard, strange road. Nobody taught this in school. Uh, my boss didn't tell me about it. My, my uh, parents didn't tell me about it. My teachers never told me about it. Nobody told me that I was going to have kundalini and that this is what was going to happen. So I forgive myself for taking the time that I needed to take in order to come to the place where I am right now, which is exactly where I need to be. And so not only am I forgiving myself, but I am also complimenting myself for going through the process of kundalini transformation that I'm going through. And it doesn't mean that all of your issues are going to be relieved, but it does mean that a great many of them will be relieved simply through that forgiveness and that recognition of the hard work that you've had to go through and that included your resistance. That included you saying, forget this, I don't want any of this. And that included you taking all the drugs that you took to try to, to tamp it down, to try to get rid of it, to try to do this or that with it. That includes, you know, uh, walking along the Vermilion River and smoking marijuana, you know, and, and trying to, to get rid of entities, which actually just invites entities. But... It includes all these things. All the levels of resistance that we take in order to achieve a certain level of balance within ourselves. Uh, the alcohol, the marijuana, the cocaine, the, the methamphetamine, whatever it is. Whatever it is, okay? And it also includes our negative traits, those those parts of our own egotism that is manipulative of other people, that that goes under the, the ideology that, well, if I didn't get caught, that it must be okay. <laughs> okay, which is not true. Not true. So you forgive yourself for that. You forgive yourself for these things. Because even as you have the, the activation and the awakening going within you, you didn't know you had it at the beginning. And so you too had to make the baby steps. You had to make the baby steps in order to have this come into your life. You had to make it. You had to make the mistakes. You had to go through the teething pain of making mistakes. Okay? You had to go through all these areas. And that is certainly deserving of compassionate forgiveness just like you would a two-year-old. Don't forget, 98% of the population are six foot two 
two-year-olds, of certainly the male population, and and slightly uh, smaller in stature for the female population. But but she she's doing the same thing that he's doing. She's just doing it in a feminine way, and he's doing it in a masculine way. I want what I want, and I will get what I want no matter what. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. Feeding the ego. Feeding the egotism. So don't judge yourself so harshly when you look back in the past. You go, oh my God, I wasted all my time trying to get here. Because at the one hand, you know, you're, you're, you're not forgiving and you're not having compassionate forgiveness for yourself in the process that you've been through that you had no preparation for whatsoever. And on the second part, you're, you're bringing a level of shame and blame on a divine transformation. It's like Hercules cussing himself out for being so strong. It's like Aphrodite uh, hating herself because she's so pretty. Okay? You cannot help to have the Kundalini. You cannot help to be the the container of, of grace that you are. You just can't help that. So punching yourself in the face is not going to help it. Without buying into a, a strict egotistical ideology, Look at yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, yeah, I've done it and I'm doing it and I'm going further and further and further into that royal blood. When you prick yourself with a needle or you cut yourself with a knife, whatever it is, and you see that blood coming out of you, that's royal blood. And I don't mean royal for like king and queen of, of mundane expression you know like the king of britain or something like that i'm talking about the royal blood of divinity Saint Royal. all of you are wearing crowns of grace every single one of you that's what's what the halo is the halo is a crown of grace that's what you have and what people who don't have kundalini do not have a halo do you understand that do you realize that magali yeah people who don't have kundalini do not have a halo people with the kundalini have a halo even if you live in indiana and you're an owner of many painting contractors. <laughs> okay. So what does that tell you about you? What does that tell you about you having the Kundalini? I can see John's halo right now. And, and his is in a weird configuration of a crown. It's like he is wearing a crown. And it does go from temple to temple and around the head. And it does extend upward. And it is golden with, with highlights of different uh, color frequencies. I can see it on Jolanta. 
I can see it on Tamer. I can see, and when you can see the corona or the the halo over a person, you can tell kind of where they are within the Kundalini. Is it a thick halo? Is it a very thin, thin, thin line? All of that gives you a specific level of information about the individual you're looking at. Okay. Now, with my private students, I, I put them through pretty terrible things. It's just, you don't want to be my private student. I swear to God, you don't want to be. Ask Magali, she'll tell you. Don't want to be my private student because it's really, really bad. I will push all the buttons, all the weird buttons, all the strange buttons. I will push all the buttons that I feel I can get away with. And then I'll go even further, you know, and I'll risk it. I was going to say, huh? I'll be thinking, well, I wonder if I can get away with this. <laughs> Push that button, too. <laughs> you know, there's Julia. Look at that. She's got a thumbs up on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's true. But the further you push, the greater power comes to the person who's doing it. Not necessarily to the person like me pushing the button. I don't need that. I don't need any more power than I already have. But for the person within within the grace, the, the student, the chela, uh, wow, they get a lot more. They get a whole burst. And some of it is just too strong. Some of it is just too strong. You know, and they complain at me. Oh, I got a headache. Oh, I got... You know, it's like I feel the energy coming in. It's like they're basically saying, stop pushing energy in because I can feel it. You know, and I understand that. But, you know, it's the same thing with little kids that are having their teeth come in. You know, it's just like, no more teeth, daddy, no more teeth. <laughs> you, have to, you have to have the teeth. You have to have the teeth come in. So and this is part of that. So so the scenario is is... The more you practice the compassionate forgiveness towards yourself and for others, the more energy is going to come in. The more energy that comes in, the further along you're going to go within the grace. And the further you go into grace will not necessarily be exemplified by phenomena. Okay? You'll still have the phenomena that she's giving you. If she's giving you kriyas, if she's giving you ocular patterns, lingual patterns, breathing patterns, uh, health patterns, uh, but if she stopped giving you those patterns, she hasn't gone away. You're being given time to process, and I suggest that you take that time to process it because she'll come back full force in just a few days or a few weeks or a few months or even a few years. Sometimes people need a long break, what, what, what I call a plateau experience, in order to process what they've already been given. Doesn't mean Shakti's mad at you. Now, if you had done something to screw up your uh, equation, like some people do, they start taking pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> they do. They do. They start. They start taking uh, Haldol or, or uh, you know, some sort of a SSRI, selected serotonin re reuptake inhibitor. Uh, they start taking some sort of a, of a, Anthony, give me some of the drugs they take.
with him. Um, of course, you mentioned olanzapine, zypripsa. I mean, there's so many. Thank you. Thank you. So basically, you start taking a drug to inhibit the Kundalini symptomology. Okay. You start taking a drug to counteract uh, hearing the voices or going into Kriyas or, or you know, any, any of the, the, the ways that entities may interact with you or, or that uh, the physical symptoms of Kundalini may interact with you, you'll start taking a drug to try to kill that. That's going to cause you problems. Because you're not going to kill grace. You may be able to cover up some of the symptoms, but you're not going to kill the grace. Okay, the grace is just going to wait. And she will wait. And she will wait. Because guess what? Guess who is on a timeline here? You are on the timeline. Guess who is not on a timeline? <laughs> guess, guess which one of you has infinity? <laughs> so, so she'll just wait for you to suffer from your, you know, like I believe Haldol and some of the other ones, you know, they're suicide inducing. They make you feel kind of like, you need to commit suicide or something, or maybe the entities get a hold of the the person while they're taking the antipsychotic medication. Uh, and then Khaled for Dust is asking, my memory became very weak. Shall I get meditation or not? Well, let's see here. Well, well Khaled, why... First of all, why would you think that there's a medication that will improve your memory? And let me know which one that is. <laughs> and how much does it cost? <laughs> so there's that. Uh, number two. Uh, maybe there are some aspects of your life that she doesn't want you to focus on right now. And maybe you're just the kind of person that harbors too much focus on the past instead of focusing on the present moment. Is that possible, Khalid? Are you thinking about what has happened instead of what is happening? So maybe that's the reason why she's refocusing your attention. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm much focused on the past. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've got to let the past go, my friend. The past is not important. It's done. It's not going to change. Okay. Present. The present moment is the most important thing. The, the feel of the air filling your lungs, the feeling of love that you have for the grace within you, the feeling of love that you have for your family, your spouse, your friends, perfect strangers that have yet to become your friends. That love, that expanded love, that's what you focus on right now. Okay. Okay? Okay, thank you. Seriously, I'm not, I'm not kidding, no. No, no drugs for that. <laughs> <laughs> No drugs for you. Don't need drugs for that. <laughs> Love is the drug I'm thinking of, right? So, so, uh, 
Okay, so she's segueing me right now. Okay, I just want you to know. Boom. I said, love is the drug that I'm thinking of. And she segued me. The Kundalini in me pushed me to a similar but different subject that she wants you to understand. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Okay, I, I feel like a book that's had a page turned. Um, <laughs> this has to do with sweets. Chocolate. Chocolate was initially designed as a, as a monetary device, a form of coin. Uh, <laughs> thank you, trustee. <laughs> By the uh, by, the Aztec and the Maya, uh, in in uh, the Americas, uh, chocolate does not exist in Europe. It doesn't exist in Asia. It's endemic to the uh, Central and South American continents, and part of North America, if you if you count, you know, at the southern end of Mexico. Uh, chocolate is a most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful nut. And it does, it does come as a nut. And it's got this weird, thick, waxy uh, interior surrounded by this like silvery gold lattice work. It's so pretty. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could get a good picture of it. Uh, I had a few. I had a few uh, a long time ago and I got to study it, look at it closely. And it's very, very beautiful. I can totally understand why they started using that as coins. You know, the more chocolate... Look at Magnus pushing back that yawn. Okay, he's going to go into chocolate now. I'm starting to fall asleep. All right, so... <laughs> so, chocolate has a... It has a quality that is a beauty. It is one of these... It's like a rose. It's very, very beautiful. And like a rose, it's edible. And, and you know, through that ability to be consumed by by humans there are certain qualities that chocolate will impart into an individual now that being said chocolate is very hard on the kidneys okay so if you have a kidney issue limit the amount of chocolate that you're going to eat okay especially the dark chocolate it's hard on the kidneys and you don't ever 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 want to feed it to your dogs or your cats because of the uh, I forget the name of the drug that's in it, but there's a chemical in it that that will kill a dog, and 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 possibly a, a cat as well. So you you want to keep those things away from your from from the cats and the dogs. Uh, but there's an exalted nature to chocolate. It's very similar to the exalted nature that honey has. H o n e y honey. Uh, honey also is a kundalini sweet that you can consume. So chocolate and honey are the two things you can consume. Now with the chocolate, you want to get uh, as close to the raw form as you can. Like The best ones that you can get typically are chocolate nibs, N-I-B-S. Uh, but if you can get the whole bean, that's even better. And you can, you know, you can look at the bean and you can see that gold silver lattice work that holds the dark brown waxy chocolatey uh, 
interior of the bean. I, I would eat the beans just raw. I would just pop them into my mouth and eat them. And, and you know, and I would swallow everything. I didn't spit anything out. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, some people, you know, they, they, it's like people spit pomegranate seeds out too. They, they crush the fluidic surface and then they, they spit the seed out. I don't spit anything out when I eat a pomegranate. Same thing. And pomegranate is one of the things that I want to talk about right now. The pomegranate, the honey, the chocolate, uh, the watermelon. These are kundalini sweets that you can have. You can have these sweets. Um, some of the citric acid sweets you can have as well. Uh, uh, they, they're the sour things, but they had, they need to be soured by citric acid rather than by some of these other souring agents, like a, like a lemon drops, you know, those type of soury things. She wants you to have sweets to a degree. I know Anthony's looking at me like, are you nuts? Have you gone to the dentist? So <laughs> I have, I have. <laughs> I've gone to the dentist. They're very unforgiving. So you can have these sweets, uh, those specific sweets, the watermelon, the chocolate, going more towards the dark chocolate, which becomes bitter, by the way. It becomes kind of like a bitter chocolate. So you got to be aware of that. Find the balance that you like with it. Um, you can have that. You can have some salted caramel. Okay, but try to get it as naturally and as close to the, to the, to the pure components of the, of the caramel as you can. And remember, if you have high blood pressure, uh, John, stay away from the salt. You don't need salt. Okay. Your body's already processing salt in a very, very strong way. Uh, you can have the, uh, the candied uh, fruit. By that, I mean the, the apple that's dipped in chocolate or that red stuff <laughs> that you get at the fair. <laughs> those types of things. But the thing is, is you don't want to overindulge. And this is what the ego will always want to do. So I always suggest that you get a candy that you like, but you don't really like that much. Okay. So that when she compels you to eat something sweet, you can eat that, that candy or that sweet uh, substance, but you won't overindulge with it. Okay. You won't overindulge with it. Chocolate is something that you can have on a weekly basis. When you find the right measurement of chocolate for yourself, don't exceed it. And once again, if you have kidney problems, uh, don't be eating the chocolate. No chocolate for you. You can have vanilla. Okay. Uh, don't. And then vanilla is the other thing. The, the vanilla bean. You can have vanilla. But make sure it's extracted from the vanilla bean, not these high fructose corn syrup uh, wannabe vanilla uh, imitation. Don't have that. That is not good for you. Okay. Uh, if you go into a, an organic shop, they will have a, uh, a selection of confection that you can have. 
And you can allow your kundalini to choose it. Make sure it's your kundalini, not your egotism that's doing the choosing. And she may not want you to have anything. Like if you live in France, if you live in eastern France and you live in the city of Besançon and you go to these malls, right? You go through these malls. Mag Magali has taken me to these malls. And so we're, we're like walking through the mall, you know, and uh, she's looking for stuff for me and, and you know, and, and I'll be looking for stuff for her. And, and we go by these giant slabs of nougat material and the nougat material is a is a white sticky taffy like confection with nuts in it but they have like slabs of it like like you could like a make a table out of it you know it's six feet by six feet i don't know if that says like two meters by two meters <laughs> it's, it's huge i think you'd need a chainsaw to cut it uh, so, so you know, if you buy that much of it. And she's telling me, no. No, you can't have that. It's not good. <laughs> not helpful for you. Okay. No, so, but guess what? Guess what I did? I went and had some anyway. Uh, and it didn't hurt me. But I did go against my grace in having it. So you're allowed to make mistakes to some degree. Uh, but not to a large degree. Not to a large degree. Okay. Um, you want to stay away from Hostess products from the United States, like Hostess Twinkies and Hostess Ho Ho's and Ding Dongs and Fruit Pies. <laughs> you want to stay away from those things. Okay. And in, uh, I don't know what it is in France. Uh, what is it in France, Magali? What are the things they won't stay away from? Go ahead. What type of thing we should stay away from? Yeah, in France, for sweeteners. Uh, aspartame. We, oui. yes, stay away from aspartame. Go on. Um, there's another one you don't like. Um, that that Krista takes sometimes. <gasps> oh, you've given. <laughs> oh, she's in big trouble now. <laughs> We discussed this when we were in the U.S. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Which way? If you're gonna, if you're gonna tell on her, tell on her completely. <laughs> uh, do you know Chris? Krista, the name? Yeah, I know. You are talking about the stevia. Yes, stevia. Oh, It's actually organic sweetener. <laughs> Look at how defensive she gets over her sweetener. <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies. Calm down. It's it's only it's only sweeteners. <laughs> so Yeah, Stevie, I guess you can have. I mean, they're putting in, in a lot of the health food products. Um, Stevia. I, I don't like it. It has a really horrible aftertaste and a, a foretaste and a mid-range taste and basically all the taste but crystal likes it so yeah 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 no magali i'm talking something along the lines of of like high fructose corn syrup based products that are sold to children to get them addicted to sugar 
in the States, we have a lot, you know. Uh, they start them off in the morning with tricks. Tricks are for kids, or Cocoa Puffs, or Honeycomb, or Captain Crunch, or or any of these types of, uh, see, Gary knows all about that. <laughs> Do you let your kids eat that, Gary? You let your, your child? No way. No way. <laughs> It's sad though. It's sad. They are seriously. They're harming us, and they they know it. It's just oh, it's so frustrating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're a good parent. What about you, Holly? You let your kids eat those things? I let them eat whatever they want. <laughs> no, Don't no sometimes them. there's no. I had to. I've taken a lot of it away, but there's. I think we have like, oh my gosh, the worst one, Lucky Charms, Apple Jacks. Okay. Yeah, like Fruit Loops, same thing. Yeah, like they're completely no addicted more. to it. No more. No more. That all stops I'm... now. Okay. Stops right this moment after they eat their last box. <laughs> Blame it on Papa, okay? I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So those things you don't want to eat. Those are things that you do not want to consume uh, on a Kundalini diet. Okay. But also things along the lines, you should not be having coffee or black tea. But I know a lot of you do, Anthony. I know a lot of you do. <laughs> I just drink decaf coffee with cinnamon, cardamom, um, uh, and a few other spices. Excellent. Excellent, my friend. I'm, I'm happy to hear to hear you say. Anybody else drink coffee here? Come on, don't be shy. Oh, Elizabeth. Oh, Gary. Oh my gosh, Trusty. <laughs> so Trusty's eating the sugar. He's chewing the gum and he's drinking the coffee. Oh my God, in heaven. <laughs> so yeah, you want to pull back from that caffeine intake? You really do because. One master Chris and one one cup and then that's it for caffeine for the whole day. I know I know. Get rid of it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Except that one cup lasts for thirty six hours. And then before that thirty six hours is up, you put another cup in there to last for another thirty six hours and so you know, you keep refilling that you get the same level of caffeine content in your bloodstream the whole time. Okay, you'd have to go off it for at least two days. But you never do. So the first thing in the morning, you get up, you make, put that hot water on, get that coffee going, right? I remember. I remember the drill. <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, then then you go over and you take a bong hint, right? <laughs> no, that's that was Krista. Krista's doing that. That's called a, what is that called? A wake and bake, I think. Wake and bake. <laughs> Yeah, it was Krista before she goes to work and Jolanta before she hits the floor. You know, she's got to have those two things. Right, Jolanta? No, she's not doing that. <laughs> okay, you can't do any of those things anymore. These are all things that feed the ego. And, and, and as far as the bong hit goes, that feeds the entities within the ego. All that goes away. So here we are in... in you know, living in California right now, and you, you see these great big billboards as, as you walk or you drive along. You see this, like, best weed in Northern California sold here. 
Sold here, you know. Marigold, grown in the California sunshine. <laughs> and they're getting the whole population stoned here in California. So if you want to get stoned, I guess this is the place to be. But uh, within a Kundalini context, you don't want to get stoned at all. At all. And you don't want to get drunk at all. You don't want to get high at all. Okay, you don't. You just don't want to. You don't want to go into these areas. Even if you're if you're a nurse on the floor, doing her checkup on on on, on uh, the different patients, you know, you don't want to be doing super huge amounts of caffeine. Did you do a lot of caffeine, Jolanta, when you were doing that? What were you? What was your main thing? What what kept you going? Black tea. <laughs> thank you yeah 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 i remember the black tea black tea will definitely give you a, a caffeine lift that's for sure <laughs> it'll keep you going oh my gosh i used to take that myself all right so these are things you don't want to do no black tea no black coffee uh what dr anthony does you can totally do all right, all right. So you don't want to do any of these 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 things. Now you, there are things that you can do though. Uh, ginseng. For the women, you can use a a, a ginseng called Dong Kwai D O N G Q U A I, I believe. Uh, Dong Kwai ginseng, and that does give you a bit of a lift. And for the gentlemen, you can use Red Panax ginseng or Siberian ginseng, things of those ginsengs will also give you a lift. And they're also very, very good for you as well. So if you have any kind of like internal organ damage, well, that ginseng will help uh, repair some of that damage. Dr. Anthony, yes? I, I also wanted to add that ginseng chelates heavy metals. And ah, there also, you go. Yeah, also, um, if you get food poisoning, and it's something you ate something bad and you're getting really, really sick, drink a nice dark cup, small cup of ginseng. It'll chelate it out right away. What's I it called? What, what quickening? What? What was the, 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 the problem called? Oh, uh, food poisoning. Food poisoning. <laughs> okay. I, I once had a bad donut, you know, one of those cream donuts. And within minutes, I got sick. I started having... Nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. It was horrible. And I, I wow. drank a, a cup of that, that dark ginseng, and it went away immediately. Yeah, that's a good, that's good. Yeah, I have the, the, the ginsengs here myself. Definitely uh, take that. John, that would be a good one for you, uh, for actually all of you, Gary, all, all of the, the men and women here. Uh, the Dong Kwai for the females, though. You don't want to take the... Uh, you want to take the ginseng that is supportive of estrogen balance within you. Uh, the other ginsengs, like Korean ginseng or red panic ginseng, supports the testosterone in the individual. So you want to be very clear about that. Uh, the other things that you can get, I think, are really kind of cool. Uh, mint is a very easy thing to grow in the United States. Mint is very, very easy. It's very weather resistant. You can grow mint and you can just go out and, and, and thank the mint plant for giving you a couple of leaves. Put that in hot water and you've got mint tea right there. And it is good. 
and it has all that prana in it. So not only are you drinking the mint, you're drinking the prana at the same time. So yeah, it's very, very good. Very good to have. Um, and I think this even grows in Eastern France too. Magali, I want you to go to the nursery and get a mint plant for your balcony, okay? And if it's too cold, if the weather's too cold right now there in Besançon, I want you to bring it inside. Bring it inside, but I want you to grow it. And there are a couple of other herbs that you can grow uh, that make a good tea as well. And, and at another time, we can get into that. But yeah, yeah. A lemon verb... Well, one they called lemon balm, B-A-L-M. That's also very, very, very healthy for you. And you can also grow it. And so you're getting the prana at the same time. It's like a cup of prana. Okay. Lemon balm. All right. So she says you can have the sweets. You, there are some sweets that you can have. Certainly the fructose, the, the fructose sweets, such as watermelon, peaches, apples, oranges, things of that nature, you can have that. And that includes the prana that they bring. Um, lots of companies are trying to replicate watermelon now. They're going to do anything and everything they can do to kind of replicate that watermelon taste. But they don't ever really succeed okay it's some sort of weird derivation of the watermelon taste and it doesn't have good things in it so I'm gonna you know counsel you away from that um, limit the amount of popcorn that you eat and I know even organic popcorn yeah yeah okay um, and definitely clean your teeth after you, you've eaten it. Cinnamon is fine. You can have as much cinnamon as you want. You can have as much turmeric as you want. Okay, you can have those things that you want. Uh, you can mix cin cinnamon with... Uh, with a lower processed form of sugar. Okay. Uh, turbinado sugar, but limit the amount of turbinado sugar or, or, or any of the other sugars that you use. But you can also mix cinnamon in with honey. So if you're making oatmeal every day, which I recommend that you have every day in the morning, I recommend that you have oatmeal and you can mix that with oat milk and you can mix in honey and cinnamon and apples and nuts as as much as you desire in the morning and that becomes your morning fix trusty no more chocolate bars no more bong hits none of that stuff okay so you know now there's also something i have here and i'll come and i'll go get it uh, no i i remember the name it's called shilajit Shilajit, S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T, Shilajit. You can also have that in the morning. A very small amount. It's like uh, a sixteenth of a teaspoon. So think about what that is, what that looks like to you. So, of course, I know you're going to go to like half a teaspoon just to see what it's like. <laughs> but I want you to just go to... You don't need a lot of it. Now, you can mix that in with your with your decaf, uh, Anthony, and that'll give you a lift. And you can also mix it in with any of your other teas, like the mint tea or the lemon balm tea or 
any of these other teas that you're having, you can mix that in with it. Um, and that will give you quite an energetic lift. And this is for men and women. It's not uh, uh, gender dependent. So these are things that she's saying that you can eat. Uh, you can also take an orange peel and you can just get a small piece of orange peel, twist it, and put it in hot water. And that also makes a very, very nice, stimulating prana drink that you can have in the morning. Okay. For a long time, that's what I was doing uh, with my kundalini process. I would have a twist of lemon with hot water and let it steep for a little bit, and that's that's that was my morning drink. And so uh, right now I'm having uh, green tea, organic green tea. So It has a little too much caffeine in it. It's got that four megs of caffeine, but I can mitigate it. Okay. So that's what you can have as a... As a she's also saying you can have pear tangerine, plum, figs, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries. Even though St. Hildegard von Bingham does not like strawberries. Cantaloupe, honeydew, beet, sugar beet. You can have peanuts, but she doesn't want you to have cashew. You can have English walnuts and almonds. If you're a man, you want to back off of the flax, because the flax, the flax will attack your sperm cells. But a woman, a woman can have as much flax as she wants. Chia seeds are very good. Mango, banana, fine. Try to get organic ones. Now, bananas are kind of hard on the kidneys. So if you have a kidney issue, then, you know, watch your intake of bananas. Make sure they're organic and don't eat too many of them. A lot of the superfoods you'll find to be that way. I mean, anything that's of a thick, waxy substance, like a, like a banana, like an avocado, you know, they tend to be a little harsher on the kidneys because of the filtration that needs to be done. Just a second, I'm, I'm celery, celery juice. Carrot and carrot juice. All right, enough of that for the moment. So any questions about any of these things? Any questions about the the compassionate forgiveness that you need to have for yourself as you move through this process. Uh, hey, Master Christian, real quick regarding the Sheila G. Yeah. Um, it, there's a lot of like fake product out there. I've used it before, and but there's a lot of fake product. It has metals and a lot of contaminants in it. Oh. The, the good, I mean, if you're really going for the, the Sheila G, it's, I mean, you're going to pay a, a very expensive amount of uh, let me let me see let me read to you the one i have you tell me if i got a bad one okay i i hardly ever use it so i'm not sure if it's a good one. 
So I got Sun Food here. Sun Food She Legit. And it's non GMO, raw, vegan, gluten free, kosher. Um, it has raw She Legit in it. That's all. Um, it doesn't powder. have. It's powder. Yeah. powder form. It's a powder form. How, I, how much? I mean, not being too personal, but how much did you pay for that? That's how you can really tell if it's like legit. Sort of. I've had it so long, I can't really remember. Okay. I think I've it was never, like forty dollars, like forty dollars. I've never had. Does did it come with a report, like a like a purity report that was by a third party lab? Consuming this product can expose you to chemicals including lead, which is known the state of California. All of that. It would be uh, it would be like be a separate document that came with the package, like 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 showing lab results if like there were any toxins or metals or anything in it. Okay, I'm looking here. I don't see. They give you a recipe. They give you a place to call. It's non-GMO verified. Um, I I would just say like if anyone's gonna try Sheila G, it's a really good. I've I've done it many times. Uh, make sure that you purchase which one do you get which one do you get uh gary it's been a few couple years since i've used it last but i used it on a regular for like three years and then i took a break because it's expensive for good stuff which um, which one did you get i can't remember but really you took it for three years and you can't remember really well, like but it, i haven't taken it in a couple years think, so it's think, been a couple years i think you maybe and I Colin to, have something <laughs> maybe i need a pill for my memory <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that make sure there's a third party lab that provides the documentation that it's led. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. If it, I don't use it that much, to be honest with you. Um, like, I still have like this tremendously full package. I mean, that's a that's a full package of it. <laughs> um, I just. I find the further I go into my Kundalini process, the simpler she wants things to be. Water with a twist of orange, water with a twist of lemon, sometimes just hot water. Okay. These days, if I go to a cafe or a restaurant, I order very simple things. Very, very, very simple things. And what I typically do, and those who've gone out with me know this, I'll look at the menu and then I'll concoct something of my own creation from the menu. So I, I'll create a meal for myself from the menu and I'll ask the waitress, well, can I have this? But I don't want that. I want this instead of that. And, you know, no sauce, no... <laughs> No spices, no onions, no mushrooms. Bye-bye, <laughs> Karuchi. Bye-bye. Have a, have a good day, sir. Uh, you know, I take out all the things that they think are good, the garlic, the onions, you know, all of these things. And, and uh, that's what I'm left with. I'm left with whatever the Kundalini wants me to have. Okay. Uh, so keep that in mind have the courage to do that for yourself 
So this is this is like on demand kundalini fabrication of a diet based upon a restaurant menu that you're looking at. Okay? On demand. Sacred Grace, what do you want me to have off of this menu? What can I have? And then she may just start putting different things together for you. Okay? So check that out sometimes. You know, I'm going to give you that. That's, that is your homework for the week. Okay? I want you to go out to eat. Uh, providing that you live in a place that has a cafe or a restaurant. So I know, Julia, I don't know that you guys have cafes or restaurants in, in Transylvania that are so uh, easy to get to, right? Right, right. So... So let her let her fix you what she wants you to have based upon what is available in the kitchen for you. But for others, I want you to go out and I want you to look at a menu, boom, and I want you to allow your kundalini to fabricate a meal for you based upon what is offered on that menu. Now, I know different, different cultures do different things. In the United States, you can go to a cafe and you can say... Um, and you can say, okay, uh, I would like this to be on rye bread, just rye bread. Do you have rye bread? Go, oh, yeah, we have rye bread. So I want this on rye bread. And in, instead of your fake margarine, I would like real butter, if you're going to use butter on it. Uh, if you're at a holistic restaurant here in the States, you go, I'd like coconut oil on that. Uh you know, and uh, no tomatoes, but please add cucumbers. And, uh, uh, you know, no lettuce, please add organic alfalfa sprouts. I mean, it's, it's you know, these are the things that, that you can do here in the States. Uh, in, instead of French fries, I want sweet potato fries because they're better for you. I want fresh squeezed lemonade instead of Minute made lemonade. These types of things. So, and any of you that are buying Sunkist or Minute Maid or any of these large corporate farms, you know, they're feeding you a lot of toxins, a lot of poisons. There are parts per million that they're allowed to put into the food. And you're not, from a Kundalini basic, you're not allowed to eat those foods. Okay? They hurt you. They're poisonous to you. You need to stay as pure and as simple as you can. Magali, in her kitchen, she has a bread maker. So make your bread. Get some buckwheat. You know, grind up that buckwheat into flour uh, with your blender if you need to, or, or pound it up, what, however you can do it. And then uh, get yourself a bread maker like, like Magali has. And make your own bread. Have you done that, Magali? You have the maker, but you haven't made it yet? <laughs> okay, all right. Boy, are you in trouble now. Okay, so... <laughs> so, another thing. If you have an easy pot, is that what it's called, Julie? An easy pot? Instapot, thank you. Okay. If you have an Instapot, uh, you can start making your own 
food. Right there. Anthony, you know what an Instapot is? Get an Instapot. You'll love it. Get the Instapot with the magic lid. The magic lid. That's the one I have. Uh, and that is literally an oven and a pressure cooker at the same time. Okay? And they're not that expensive. So as much as you can, cook for yourself. Now, if, if, you, if you have like a gas range, like, like a, a, a propane or, or a, or a uh, what do they call that other gas that people use uh, here in the States? What, Gary? It's just natural gas. Natural gas. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's an air fryer. Uh, Mehdi, Mehdi uh, Nasri, he also says he has an Instapot and it says an air fryer in the lid. And that's very, very, very helpful. The natural gas that Gary is, is mentioning. Uh, if you have that or you have a propane stove, whatever, uh, use iron. Use the iron uh, cookware. And don't wash it with soap. Use the iron cookware and do not wash it with soap. Just wipe it out with hot water. Is that what you use, Anthony? Yes, exactly. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to say something. I like my cast ironware. And yeah. also, yeah. also I, I use the old Revere stainless steelware. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is. But I do know that's, that the cast ironware is... That's what my mother used when I was a kid. Oh, so last year? Last year you had this. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like 50 years old. <laughs> oh, good, good. I think that's good. I'm not, I'm not so sure about the, uh, the steel wear, but I am sure about the iron wear, the cast iron wear, and its healthful benefits. Okay, so uh, is that what you use, Holly? Not all the time, but most of the time. And we do have propane. So, you have, yeah. You have propane. Do you yeah. have an Instapot? I have an air fryer. Um, my mother-in-law told me to get an Instapot. And my mom just said that. But I, I don't have one. Just the air fryer. Okay. Try to get one if you can. If you okay. Can. The reason being is, is uh, when you're pressure cooking, uh, the, the food becomes very, very easy to digest. And uh, that digestibility uh, lends to you're not eating as much. And you're allowed to put in whatever you want to put in. You could put in the chia seeds. You can put in the quinoa instead of rice. You can, you can fabricate uh, recipes that suits your kundalini better than any restaurant ever could. Okay. And if you're living with other people, well, they just have to eat it, too. <laughs> if you're doing the cooking, then they're doing the eating, whatever it is, right? So remember that. Remember that. And, and remember simplicity. And remember to discontinue a lot of soy sauce usage. Okay, discontinue soy sauce, discontinue... What's that stuff called that has all the estrogen in it? They use it instead of meat. Tofu. Bring down your tofu usage. Okay. 
Yes, Anthony. Oh. <laughs> I rarely ever use tofu. Ah, good to hear. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's probably why you don't have moobs. So yeah, no no moves for the men. Okay. <laughs> now Jennifer has has added some some really good things on uh, the chat group. She asked about the. Uh, she says symbiotica and mitolife are good sources for the shilajit. And she also says it's not safe to eat out here, possibly most of the U.S., which is probably true. Out here we have a lot of organic stuff. Uh, Instapots, okay, yeah, and uh, Medi is a Medi supports the Instapot. All right, so there we have it for the. See what else? Asparagus. She says you can have asparagus. You can have the f Italian four seasoning. So there's Italian seasoning, and in Italian seasoning, there's four different seasonings in it. You can have black pepper, but you want to reduce your cayenne pepper. You don't want a lot of BTU in the foods that you're eating. You want to reduce your garlic. You want to reduce your onion. You can eat mushrooms if you want. I'm not. For me, I don't eat mushrooms, but that's just me. Um, you want to be very careful if you're collecting mushrooms, however. You don't want to go up in the hills and... Uh, collect mushrooms that you're not sure about and then test them out in the Instapot. Not a good plan. Not a good plan. Okay, so just make sure that the mushrooms you eat are non-poisonous. Make sure of it. Okay, absolutely sure. And if you happen to uh, to get a, a bad mushroom in there, uh, before you go to the ER, um, have some silymarin, S-I-L-Y-M-A-R-I-N, uh, in your in your uh, pharmaceutical cupboard. Silymarin is also called blessed thistle, and it will begin to detoxify the liver if you have poisoned your liver with uh, with a bad mushroom or or any kind of poisoning, silymarin, silymarin or silymarin, I forget how they pronounce it, but it's the blessed thistle, and get as high a dosage as you can afford, okay, all right, uh, moving onwards here, uh, avocado's good, stay away from all forms of ramen, all forms, no more ramen noodles, Okay. Extremely toxic. That in includes Insta noodles and Insta cup and all these things. Okay. No more ramen. Unless it's the last thing you have to eat. And then, of course, it's the last thing. You can still have bread. Try to make it as nutritious a bread as you can. Try to make it yourself if you can. And then you can add the really uh, helpful kundalini ingredients to it. So if you have a bread maker or if you know how to make it without a bread maker, basically you, you prepare the dough. You're preparing the dough and then you're adding nuts and 
spices and certain things to the dough and you roll that dough around a bit and then you form it into a pan and you spray some, you put some uh, coconut oil on the inside of the pan to keep it from sticking and then you bake the bread. You might want to put a little yeast or something like that in there to help it rise. Okay. So that's bread. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. Okay, so don't don't consider it out of the realm of your uh, abilities because it's it's definitely if you have a stove or if you have an oven, then it's definitely within the realm. Okay, don't be afraid to add if you have a man that that you're feeding, uh, add pumpkin seed to it. If you have a woman that you're feeding, add uh, flax seed to it. Okay, the pumpkin seeds will support the testosterone. The flax seed will support the uh, uh, estrogen. Questions, comments about this at all? Remember, the first meal that I would suggest that you eat is oatmeal <clears throat> with various additives to it. The second meal, if, if, if you don't have oatmeal or you're not being called to have the oatmeal, have eggs. Hard-boiled eggs or scrambled eggs. Put... Uh, Put what you want in the scrambled eggs. We should do a workshop with a bread-making segment, LOL. <laughs> that was from Jennifer. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> so eggs, you can have some potatoes, some potatoes fried in coconut oil, um, organic free-range, breastfed coconut oil. Um, you can have uh, just a second. You can have asparagus with that, interestingly enough. None of these things do I have, by the way. I don't do a lot of cooking. Um, You can have bell peppers with that cut up. Who? How, how many of you are eating hot, spicy food? Let me see a show of hands here. Who's putting tapatio in their eggs? Who's putting hot spices in their foods? You know what? If it goes in hot, guess what? <laughs> So really, try to back off of the Tabasco sauce or the pepper sauces. Uh, seriously. Tamer, what country are you from? Uh, Palestine. What? Palestine. 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 So you guys eat a lot of, of, uh, of uh, spicy foods, right? Really hot, spicy foods? Mm, not a lot, no. Just admit but I it. like it. Uh, Just admit it. <laughs> Back off of those. Back off. Uh, I want you to ask you about something about, uh, like all of our dishes uh, is with meat, with chicken and with meat. So, um, should I stop? You you say you're eating chicken and meat and beef? But yes, because all, all of uh, our dishes. Uh, with meat, so it's don't difficult stop. to find something without you, meat. Don't stop. 
Don't stop. You keep eating the chicken and the beef. Okay, but be very grateful to the chickens and the beef. And if you really want to, this is what I tried to do. Uh, feed the chickens. Feed chickens somewhere, anywhere on the world. Feed chickens. Support the life of the chicken. Uh, support the life of the meat that supports the life in you. So feed a cow. Pick out a cow somewhere, anywhere. Any cow. It can be a tame cow. It can be a wild cow. Pick out a cow. Find some chickens. Your neighbor's chickens. Your, your, you know, some chickens anywhere. And feed them. Do you, do you see the connection? Support the life that supports your life. Okay. Kundalini is not a problem with meat at all, Tamer. So don't worry about that. I know a lot of a lot of Indian people and a lot of other people say, Oh, don't eat the meat. You're not vegan. Yeah, Kundalini's not vegan. Okay. Kundalini's not vegan at all. What about uh, Buddhism? What about who? Buddhism. Buddhism. Yeah. Buddhism. Buddhism is definitely vegetarian. It's not vegan, but it's vegetarian. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an option. Sometimes the Kundalini will make you go vegetarian for a certain amount of time, and then she'll bring you back to the meat because you need grounding. Mm -hmm. um, right. So yeah. Uh, in Palestine, I would suggest, well, there's different ways to go in Palestine. Um, until you're compelled to go vegetarian, continue being the omnivore that you are, okay? Have the mm -hmm. meat, have the veggies, have all those things, okay? Okay, thank yeah. you. You're welcome, you're, wel you're welcome. It's important uh, to realize that you need to support the food that supports you and not only just feed it but feed it gratitude feed it gratitude okay it's very important to do that for the most part uh, kundalini will support an omnivore diet that's why we're set up the way we are uh, omnivores uh, Jennifer says, Kundalini, something about Kundalini text. Ah, yeah, here we are. In many Kundalini texts, it states that the diet becomes more light and sattvic as one progresses. Absolutely not. You have to explain to everybody what sattvic is, though. Go ahead, Jennifer. <laughs> it's a long explanation. <laughs> Yeah, sattvic is a part of the medicinal uh, arrangement in India. Uh, what they use for their, for the, you have a sattvic diet, and then you have the opposite of the sattvic diet, and then they try to find the balance between the two, uh, depending upon what kind of uh, 
of a health issue you have or you know what you're trying to go for within health and i forget all the the, the terminology myself uh, i even forget the the name of the uh, the medicinal uh, uh the medicinal uh, practices that they use because i don't i don't follow them and you shouldn't either okay the thing is is I don't care if it's uh, traditional Chinese medicine or, or the, the, the medicines of India or the medicines of the Amazon or of Siberia or North America. I don't care what it is. The only medicine you need to follow is the Kundalini medicine that she gives for you to follow. That's the important medicine. And frankly, I mean, I, you know, I'm looking at what? I'm looking at 10 people all at the same time right now. Just 10 people out of the 24 that are here. And uh, each one of you have a different food intake composition. Every single one of you is absolutely different. It's for you, so, so for me to say to you, oh, you all must eat light vegetarian food. No, absolutely not. And not all of you even have that availability. It's like Tamer in Palestine. All the food is mixed with meat. You know, you just have to go out and like dig up some grass blades out of the desert. You know, throw that in a frying pan with some, with some, you know, camel butter. And that's what, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> no. So, so you have to, you know. You have to adjust with your geography. You have to adjust with the culture that is offering you the food. You're not, you can, if you can become a farmer, that's fine. Then you can grow all your own food. You can raise your own chickens. You can raise your own cow. You know, you can raise all your vegetables and your fruits. But most people can't do that. Most people on this earth are not doing that and cannot do that. It forces us to depend upon each other. But with Kundalini, it's, you know, part of what Jennifer said there, I do agree with, you know, she wants you to become simpler and lighter. Okay. Um, high prana means close to living as possible. So you're eating the living plant. You're eating the living fish. You're eating the living insect, especially if you're in Transylvania with that's all they have to eat is insects. <laughs> right, Julia? <laughs> well, I think Count Dracula, he had other options, but still. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to really, really be aware of your own dietary needs with what the Kundalini wants you to have. And that goes from sugar to the to the morning drink that you have to the to the food that you prepare for yourself so for instance holly you know she's got to feed all the kids right they need a high protein well-balanced uh, vitamin uh, um, a profusely vitamin rich diet and she's feeding them tricks in the morning 
No. No. They get to have oatmeal. And then she can add in the different vitamins. And oatmeal is easy to make. It's not a hard thing. Julia does it in like, what? Less than 10 minutes. Okay, it's not a hard thing to make. And then they can have the eggs, of course, organic eggs. And things of that nature. You can make your own pancakes. You can buy healthy pancakes. You don't have to to have the, the, the you know the worst food in the world. Now the country with some of the worst food in the world is Britain. Oh my God! <laughs> it was hard to really find healthy food in Britain. These days you can, you know, but they still, you know, they're drinking congealed pig's blood. And I know that other people drink the congealed pig's blood too or eat it. They fry it up, mix it with their eggs. If you want to do that, if that's something your kundalini is calling for you to do, then then of course you can do that. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's part of just not being wasteful. Uh, but... Uh, Jordan says, I was compelled to eat only fruit for a while. It solved some big health problems for me, but I became too attached to the idea and kept it up for too long, and it started causing me problems. I was eventually compelled very strongly towards meat. So there you have it. <clears throat> she'll take you one way, then she'll swing you another way, then she'll bring you back to the middle. Okay. And this is what you want to feel. You want to be able to feel what she wants you to have. Jennifer says, I would start out with organic fruit loops <laughs> with real sugar cane and transition slowly. Sugar addiction is real, especially with the kiddos. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Okay. Uh <laughs> All right, any comments, questions, or anything uh, of that nature uh, about the foods that we're eating? You can have sweets, okay? Just make sure they're healthy sweets. Make sure they're those that I've listed already for you. The, the chocolate bean, the chocolate nib, the, uh, the, uh, the real vanilla, uh, you know, the real honey. And you can mix the vanilla and the chocolate into the honey. You can do these things. Okay. Don't forget the different fruits that I've mentioned. Uh, the, the, the apples, the oranges, the berries, the, uh, the figs, the apricots, the, you know, all of the different ones, the peaches. Um, Jennifer is saying no to commercial dairy. I actually don't eat a lot of dairy at all. Dairy is one of the few things that I just cheese sometimes and then it's going to be the organic cheese okay uh, and typically you're not going to get a commercial dairy that's doing organic work um, so yeah I for me I have the oat the oat milk I don't know if you're familiar with that the oat milk probably a little too healthy for Britain right now but I think they'll end up getting it just kidding, Jordan. Um, it's pretty good. 
it, it can be helpful. Um, <clears throat> it's basically made out of oats, oats and water. Um, and it's high protein and it does have a fat content to it. So, so I don't, I, I don't want to lose my, you know, my, my fat form here. And she says, watch out for vegetable oils in oat milk. There you go. There you go. There's always a downside. <laughs> if there's an upside, there's a downside. All right. All right. So moving onward now, I'm going to leave this segment of the, uh, of the talk uh, for you guys. Do you have any uh, questions or issues around your Kundalini that you'd like to talk about? Any questions? I know we have um, uh, a new person here. Uh, number three five one five six nine five seven four four. If that person would like to ask a question, feel free to do so. Tamer is talking on the chat room. He says, uh, "I wake up at at the middle of the night sometimes, feeling something moving in room with wind, like sound. That can be an entity. That can be an entity. It can also be grace too." Grace, grace will often appear as wind, typically a cool breeze in your face, not a freezing breeze, just a cool breeze. A freezing breeze or, or, or having a sudden, sudden extreme drop in temperature is the presence of a ghost. Okay, that's the presence of a ghost. Uh, but with the Kundalini, it's just a cool breeze in your face inside the house where no windows are open so you're like you know you got this breeze going on you so it's uh that's definitely uh the kundalini now if you're if i don't know how you're feeling it tamer i mean you know how are you feeling it um no fear you don't feel it you just hear it uh no i feel like um i feel um like something in the air moving very fast, like uh, around me, just for uh, like a second, then uh, disappear. Well, where do you live in Palestine? In, um, actually, I live in, uh, in uh, Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's a, there are a tremendous amount of entities and ghosts in Jerusalem, tremendous amount. I mean, stacked upon stacked upon stacked, from the Romans to the Hebrews to the, to you know all the other races that have come uh, into the Jerusalem, <laughs> the walls of Jerusalem, and uh, and have lived and died there. There's a tremendous amount of ghosts there. Uh, so you probably saw some sort of a spirit of some sort, and they're probably watching you right now. Matter of fact, they are. I can see that you are being watched by about 34 different spirits right now at this moment. 34. Not uncommon for Kundalini people, by the way, Tamer. Because Kundalini is still quite rare on this world. Um... Lots of beings want to know about it. They want to know 
how to get it, how to deal with it, um, what you're doing with it. They're connected to you in some way. Uh, they're learning from you in some way. Uh, you have nothing to fear at all. Nothing at all to fear. It's no accident that you are where you are. No accident at all. Uh, you need to be having this in Jerusalem because guess what? Jerusalem needs you to have this. <laughs> Palestine needs you to have this. The Palestinians need you to have this. The Jewish people need you to have this. Well, that's you're, ab cool. you're above all of that stuff, my friend. Mm -hmm. So don't get involved in these political, religious altercations. Steer clear of that. You don't need to be shot, okay? You don't need to have a rocket explode on your house. Steer clear of all of that and stay within it and yet slightly above it so that you can see everything instead of just a narrow vision of egotistical wants and desires. And Elizabeth says, in general, if you communicate and talk with your kundalini, does that help open communication channels between your small self and your higher self? Yes, yes. Although, uh, use the small self to communicate strictly with your higher self and use your middle self to communicate strictly with your small self. This way you're engaging all aspects of, of the human or the spiritual psychology, okay? So the middle self, which is where you are right now, this is Elizabeth, the middle self, right? The middle self goes to the small self and says, okay, tell the high self that we need an increase in our finances. And here's some pictures to show what that looks like, okay? So, you know, you show the picture to the small self. The small self, in turn, goes to the high self and says, this is what we need right now. These are the pictures. Please bring it. And then you just, yeah, you just, you got to get a, a little energy for that. So you, as you're talking to the small self, you're like, Did you see what I just did? I brought the air in. I held it for seven seconds. And then I inhaled the air and the energy into that equation. Okay. The human being has the ability to produce prana. The exchange of oxygen, nitrogen, argon uh, that the human being does with an inhalation of breath and holding it, which increases that exchange, when you, when you exhale it, you're exhaling prana. That's how the plants can live. You know, they say, it's oh, it's all the carbon dioxide. No, it's not. It's the prana that animals, insects, humans produce that allow the, the plants to exist. It's, it's, a, it's a circular thing. So when you're talking to the high self, 
It's only your small self that does it. Your ego self. Okay. And the ego self really, really, really wants to evolve into a middle self. And the middle self uh, wants to evolve into a high self. This is where you're at right now. You're in the process of becoming that high self. Okay. And so you give the energy to the small self, who in turn gives that energy to the high self, who in turn rains those blessings down on the individual. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Okay. So that's, this is also called power prayer, praying. This is a power prayer. Make sure you provide the small self with pictures. Look into magazines, look online, you know. I need more money, so, you know, you get a picture of a lot of money. You, you feed that down to the, uh, to the small self. You breathe the energy into that picture. Small self takes the picture and the energy, gives it to high self, which amplifies it tremendously. Okay. All right. All right. Questions, comments, concerns. Okay. All right, then. We've had about two hours of this. And, um, and I know it's late for some of you, and so that, that does weigh heavily upon my, my schedule here. So if there is nothing else that you would like to discuss, I'm going to say going, going. And Jennifer, Jennifer has saved the conversation. She says, she says I have developed a bad case of seboric dermatitis eczema on the crown of my head with does this be resolved? Just a second. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. Let me go get this. Hang on a second. Just a second. All right. Um, so you're sure of your... Of your uh, Diagnosis, uh, Jennifer? You're not sure, yeah. I don't think you have that. I think you have a fungus, though. And I think that, uh, first of all, you need to shave your head like a zombie, okay? Just kidding. Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you'll have to go to the doctors to get this. It's called... Clotrimazole. Anybody familiar with Clotrimazole? Ah, Jolanta going, yeah, I know that stuff. <laughs> it's called Clotrimazole. And you'll need, uh, it's USP 1%. It's for external use only, not for use in the eyes. Don't get it in the eyes. Uh, but you'll have to get it from an MD. Okay. And then you put a tiny little bit on your finger and you rub it around on the skin and that's what I think you have. And it totally looks like dermatitis eczema, right, Jolanta? The fungal infection. Yes, but I believe that she can bite over the counter. I don't think so. 
Well, at least not here in the States. Not here in the States. Yeah, in, in the States. Yeah, I, I can get I had, it. I had, I, had to, I had to get it through through a pharmacist. That's how I have it here. You know, I had to get it through a... Maybe, maybe the strength is a little lower, but you can buy over the counter. Oh, okay. All right. Nice but write it down. C-L-O-T-R-I-M-A-Z-O-L-E. USP 1%. And it's mine says uh, prescription only. So, and it says this: it says uh, each gram contains ten milligrams of clotrimazole in a vanishing cream base of sorbitan monosterate, polysorbate sixty uh, wax. Uh, uh, Cerebral sterile alcohol. Uh, I can't read this other one. Purified water. Basically what you get in a McDonald's hamburger. Okay. <laughs> yes, Dr. Anthony. I just, I just wanted to say there's something called timeout. It's an extract of time. And it looks like this. Oh, look at that. There you go. There, there's an option. That's that's over the counter. It's for eczema, rosacea, dermatitis, psoriasis, cold sores, pet rashes, and fungus. Wow. You know, my Kundalini gave me a a, a cure for for a herpes simplex, uh, and uh, it's extremely effective. Never never came back. Never have had another episode of it at all. And that does that means the ones here in the mouth or the ones down there in the genitals. I'm not sure that the timeout would handle that, but uh, have you tried it? I have, but uh, not so much because I don't have I don't have that much eczema. But uh, yeah, I yeah. think it's worth a try. I think so too. I totally agree with you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it out. So the herpes formula is, is fairly intense. Um, there, it does involve substances that are fairly difficult to to get a hold of, like this right here. Um, that's a transdermal, so it's like a liquid hypodermic, and then you mix into that, uh, and and I I put everything into a bottle cap because she said it's just a small amount so you get a small amount of baking soda small amount of cornstarch small amount of grape seed extract and a small amount of h2o2 hydrogen peroxide and a small amount of pure water and you mix that all into a light paste. Baking soda being the heaviest component. And then, of course, some of the uh, transdermal, the DMSO. And you put that topically right onto it. And it goes straight. Uh, herpes are called nerve runners. They, they run along the nerve. 
And so this is how they can embed themselves in your body for long periods of time because they just they they go away from the surface of the skin and they embed themselves in in subsurface areas of the flesh. And uh, this this wipes out all of it, all of it, follows it right into the bloodstream. So so there's that. Um, I can't give you amounts. I just can't. I, because she said a pinch of this, a pinch of that, a few drops of this. <laughs> All I know is that your kundalini knows how to cure you. Now, the colchimazole, I, I have tried it myself, and it works great. Kundalini does not have a problem with it at all. Um, but I also think what uh, what Dr. Anthony has there, the, uh, the timeout, I think that is definitely, definitely, I would have tried that first. If I knew that existed, I would have tried that first. So, so try that out first. Uh, Turbina Fine works wonders for me. I'm not quite sure what Turbina Fine is, uh, Radu. Can you explain? It's the same thing as clotrimazole, the thing ah. that you use. So it's the main ingredient, actually, and it's much more usable as it is also available in spray form. So... Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. So there you have it, folks. Some some uh, some medicinal things. Um, now I'm getting a guidance from Grace. She's saying, make sure you tell them to partake of Western medicine, even though I know you don't like it. This is to me. She's saying this to me. Make sure you tell them to partake of Western medicine because they are born in this era when Western medicine has certain levels of healthful, uh, efficacious application to their... Uh, starting to get bliss. To their issues, their health issues that they have developed. So... You can't just go against science because you hate what some scientists have done. Okay? Are we clear on that, everybody? Some of what scientists have done is very helpful. The clotrimazole being one example. Um, some of the earlier forms of vaccines or other examples, polio vaccine earlier forms before they degraded it with other uh, financial uh, arrangements. So don't be afraid to partake of Western medicine. Just make sure that you bring it past your kundalini first. She can make the body very flexible. Right now I'm on like three different medications uh, to keep my blood pressure controlled. And it's doing really well. I have this little thing here. See that? And I can take my blood pressure with it. <laughs> and it's accurate within a, 10 points. So I'm just like kind of stoked with that. Uh, but I also take, uh, you know, these, these different meds because she wants me to take these meds. Shakti wants me to take these meds. So I take them. And then she's added three other medications to it. She's added a here she's added this which i've been taking anyway the vitamin c 
she's added this to 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 it she's added this to it okay she adds these things she says make sure you take these with them okay and make sure you take it with food she can change the chemical component of any drug that you put in your body she can change and extract certain chemical components of any food that you put in your body but she doesn't all the time because she wants you to learn how to take care of yourself from a holistic kundalini based standpoint she understands that you breathe pounds pounds of toxic gases every year pounds of sulfur dioxide of of uh, carbon monoxide and all these and if you live in a city guess what you're breathing every single day you're breathing my exhaust from my car from my Pontiac vibe <laughs> Okay, you're breathing the, the, the exhaust of Anthony's pickup truck, which he's never got smogged because he lives in Texas. Okay? All of us are breathing each other's toxic gases. Okay? That has to be mitigated. That has to be taken care of. Nobody's taking care of it. The only thing that's taking care of it is grace. You understand? The only thing that is taking care of your body really is grace. And she's helping you learn how to do it. She guides Dr. Anthony to this timeout. She guides... Uh, <clears throat> she guides my uh, health care provider to Clotrimazole. She guides uh, uh, Radu to Turbinifine. She guides you to these areas. And if there isn't a, something that is specific for a specific ailment, she will create it in a bottle cap. You just have to be attuned enough to her to be able to hear it and brave enough to do it all right people are falling asleep so it's time to go <laughs> thank you everybody thank you for listening we'll see you again next remember remember your homework your homework is to go to a restaurant and have kundalini create a dish for you from that menu okay and let's see how many dishes we're able to create all right everybody Good night. Sleep tight. See you next Sunday.